How's everybody doing this morning? Yeah? Oh, you can be a little more excited about that. How's everybody doing this morning? That's what I'm talking about. Well, uh, you picked a great weekend to be here. Uh, We are celebrating uh, Mission Sunday, Mission Sunday today. So yeah, some people are excited about missions. Uh, If you might have been uh, checking us out this summer, and you're going to hear a lot about our heart towards local and global missions today, and so I'm going to get some help today. Today's message is not going to come from me. It's going to come from a few people this morning. Uh, They're going to share their stories about their experience on this year's mission trip down to Rosarito, Mexico. Uh, But before that, I just want to give an extra special thanks um, to uh, everybody that helped uh, just financially to give towards this place. Uh, How many of you guys noticed a smooth ride into our parking lot today? Yeah, anybody notice that? Uh, that was through your generosity, uh, putting towards our building. And I don't know, I, it, people were making fun of me. They're like, man, you're so excited about a new parking lot. Well, I'm telling you, man, I was dodging potholes getting to, to in our parking lot. And so I'm just thankful for that. And um, also, uh, Laura um, Pickens, sorry, Laura Pickens, uh, she, um, when she passed, her family donated some money towards that. And so that was a special blessing. Uh, what a legacy of generosity from Laura and so we're thankful for that. But um, also, camp is in full steam. Uh, I got a little bit of a report to tell you, not the full report, but just in our kids' camp that just happened last week, there were 197 campers this year, 35 salvations, 85 rededications, 36 baptism of the Holy Spirit, three healings, and four children that said, I feel called into full-time ministry. Come on, can we give God the glory for that? Oh, man, keep investing in camps. Keep praying for camps. Right now, our teenagers are there, and they got another full week, and so we need to keep them in prayer, and I want us to pray for them this morning um, and, and let them know that they are covered by this church. Can you join me in praying? Father, we just lift up all these campers and all these leaders, God, that have gathered together, God, and I believe that as they gather together, God, you have an agenda, you have a plan for them, and I pray, God, that there'd be no distractions from them to receive that plan, to receive that revelation that you have a calling for each one of them, God, that they are there on purpose for a purpose. And so I pray, God, that as they leave that camp, God, that they leave on fire for you, God, that they leave excited and ready to go out and do what you've called them all to do, to reach people for you in their campuses, Lord. So we just thank you for the camping ministry. Give them extra grace in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. 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 Well, earlier this year, um, God gave us a word, and I shared that word with you at the beginning of fall last year. It was called, it was, the word was multiply. And we really believe that God was gonna make this a year to multiply things that God wants to do in us and through us. And part of that um, uh, message was God leading me to a message in the story, a Bible story about Jesus and his disciples, and it's actually the only story that's in all four gospels. I mean, you know, that's pretty important if it's mentioned in all four gospels. It's the gospel where, uh, or it's the story where Jesus multiplied the bread and the fish. How many of you remember that story? And I think what's interesting about that story, and I preached this uh, at the beginning of the year, where I said that, you know, Jesus was ministering to the crowds. There's multitudes, right? There's thousands, the Bible says. And, and there was an issue because people were so far away from town that they weren't going to make it back in time without getting a meal to eat. And they were feeling weak and they were feeling hungry. And what I love about this story is that Jesus sees the need and then he turns to his followers and he says, what are you gonna do about that? 
And it was, a, it was a challenge, and it was a step of faith, and Jesus knew what he was gonna do. He knew what he was gonna teach them. And as he, as he gave it to them, uh, you, see, you know the rest of the story. There was a boy, right? And he comes, and he brings what he has, and it didn't seem like much, but what did Jesus do with what he had? He multiplied it. And, and, and you're probably thinking, what does it have to do with missions? Well, what you're gonna hear this morning is you're gonna hear from Jesus' followers, who felt like they didn't have much to give. They, they, they feel like, man, I, I don't know if, if I'm equipped enough. I don't know if I have all the experience. Yet they felt the call. They felt Jesus turn to them and they saw a need in the world. A need when we called out everybody to say, hey, who's gonna go on the mission trip with us this year? And they just said, well, I'm gonna bring whatever I got. And what you're gonna hear is stories as they came out and they stepped in faith, God multiplied what he could do in them and through them. And that's what I love about missions is that missions gives you an opportunity to do just that, to let God take what you have and multiply it to further his kingdom. I love that. And so we have different expressions here. We have a local expression of missions and we have a global expression of missions. People wanna know, like, what, how do you choose that? Well, I pray and I ask God, I say, God, uh, we can give to a lot of different missionaries. We can, we can do a lot of great things around the world. There's a lot of great things happening. But I just asked the Lord, I said, God, send me a, a church around somewhere in the world and, and let us invest in it and keep investing in it and send teams down there and, and hear reports throughout the year so that we could really feel connected to it. And that church and that group of people is Hope Chapel Rosarito. It's actually 20, minute, or 20 miles south of the U.S.-Mexican border. You can uh, see it on the map here. Rosarito's is the population of about 7,000 people, but right next to you, you see Tijuana, and that's a world gate. That's the biggest or the fourth largest world gate, meaning there's a lot of people that go through there. Um, and there's two million people in that little square right there. Two million people. And I just believe that God is doing an amazing work there. Now, this is not a political statement. This is not, I mean, we hear the news. We see that this is a hot spot for politics right now in, the, in, the, uh, in immigration policies. We're, we're not here to, 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 to try to get you to think one way or the other. We're just saying that there's a church right in the center of all this going on, and they are loving people that are right in front of them. And they're caring for them, and there's needs, and there's brokenness, and God is using them to heal people and to give them hope. And I just thought, man, why not invest in that? And we've been, we've been, Misty and I and my family been, has been doing this for about 10 years, and as we came to, to uh, Grace Church, we just really talked to our council, talked to many of you, and you guys just got behind it, and we're continuing this commitment to invest in this area in the world. And I just love this because it takes me uh, out of my norm. It takes me out of my comfort zone to go off into Mexico and, and to just experience God in a whole new way. And, and, and as a pastor, man, I'm telling you, I need that. <laughs> I need to go somewhere that's gonna take me out of my comfort zone. Every time I go, I learn something new about God, I learn something new about myself, and I learn something new about what he's doing around the world. And so today, as you're listening to these people's stories, you might be on the trip next year. Something that they say, something that they share might stir your heart, and I'm just so grateful and thankful that I get to tell you that there'll be an opportunity next year because I believe that some of you guys are meant to be on next year's trip. So will you now um, help me welcome up our team as they share their stories about what guys do? Come on, let's give them a welcome as they come up.
team is getting settled. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, we, um, like Omar said, partner with a church called Hope Chapel in Rosarito with the pastors Don and Sandy Godwin. I think we have a picture of them. About 15 years ago, they felt this call to go to Mexico, and the original plan was that they were going to reach the retired people, the Americans that go down to Mexico to retire, a lot of Canadians that go down to Mexico to retire, and um, once they got there, they realized that that wasn't who the Lord was bringing to them. Who the Lord was bringing to them were families um, that maybe the, the wife or the husband was deported and the entire family made the decision to move to Mexico so that they could stay together as a family unit. And so um, now about 12 years later, they have um, a church building. They started off uh, in their house and then moved to um, outside of the house in the street, uh, which you'll see pictures. We call that, that's the Vista Marine. Church. It is now a fully operating church that meets in the garage of one of the um, homes in Vista Marina. They have a pastor and grace um, and hope continue to just support that Vista Marina church and the pastors there. Um, we got to go and minister there. They also have a ministry with the Foursquare Rehab Center that is located in Rosarito where uh, men that um, are addicted to substance abuse get to go and find not just freedom from the addictions, but they get to meet the Lord and experience a whole new level of freedom in life that God has for them. And then they're able to help them get back on track, help them get their families uh, to come to Mexico and begin to renew those relationships. So we got to go and minister there. We also um, did ministry at Hope Chapel, which you will hear about. Um, we painted some classrooms and all different stuff, which Kelly is going to share with us but I just want to give you a snapshot of the different things we did. We also ministered at the border where we got to feed over 200 people. They just kept coming and coming. Uh, we did first aid and we shared testimonies. And this is just a tiny snapshot of the different things that we did. Um, but this was because of your support. Even if you aren't on the trip, your prayers and your financial support help fund these things that are happening there in Rosarito, and we are honored that we get to be a part of that. So we're gonna go ahead and allow our team to begin to share. So Kelly, we'll start with you. if you haven't uh, met me before. And I went on the mission trip last year, so I was really excited to sign up again this year and go back to Hope Chapel and to Rosarito. Um, this year, um, we got to partner with Hope Chapel and do some more building renovations. Last year, I know we got them an air conditioner and we uh, redid some cabinets in their kitchen. Um, this year, we were painting classrooms. Um, we built a translation booth in the back of their sanctuary so that they could um, have a translator in the back speaking Spanish um, through headsets to some of their Spanish speakers who, so that they can um, minister to them to, as well as the English-speaking population down there. And um, got to work with a lot of the kids. Um, I'm a teacher, so kids are kind of one of my passions. Um, and so I love going back. I see that our teenagers come with us, and um, what's really great is the, the teens down there in Rosarito, they really connected with all of our kids, um, and they came back this year. So you can see um, some of them hadn't been around Hope Chapel for a while. They'd been up in San Diego, going to school, things like that, and they heard we were coming, and they came back. So they are connecting with us as a family, 
and I know that we also got to um, connect with the families on the beaches. On the beach, we had a beach day the first day, and we kind of do a big barbecue with um, the people of Hope Chapel and um, just get to meet them, hear their stories, talk to the families, and really connect and um, find out why they're there and, and what has brought them to Rosarito. A lot of them, most of them are all, are all deported, or at least a family member is deported, and so you hear their stories and find out um, how they're doing. And what's amazing is that they have such joy in them still, that even though a couple years ago, sometimes some of them are more recent than others, that their family was completely disrupted and they had to move and find a new life and find a new way of living, that they've refound their joy. And I think that's a real testament to Hope Chapel and Don and Sandy and just the work that they've done down there. So Kelly, can you share with us um, just one of the ways that you felt stretched on this trip where you recognize like it was only through the Holy Spirit that you were able to like do what you needed to do? Um, I don't know about being stretched. I've done it before. Um, I know that we've got to share testimony. I was down at um, the Spanish-speaking church, so I had never worked with an interpreter before. And so giving a testimony or, or sharing a word through an interpreter is a different experience, so I'd never done that before. Um, so that was one way that had really stretched me. Yeah, so good. And one of the things that um, through the training that we take our team through is you learn how to share your story. How did I come to know Jesus? How can I share it in 30 seconds, three minutes, and maybe 15 to 30 minutes? And so um, each one of these people had to kind of go through that process of learning how to share your story, and then even so with an interpreter. So most of the places that we went, we had an interpreter. There was a lot of Spanish-speaking people, um, but at Hope Chapel, English-speaking. So it was really fun to have the different dynamics. So thank you, Kelly. Mark? So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Mark. I'm the other half of Kelly. <laughs> the worst half, but, you know, I married up, so that's good. Um, so Kelly went last year, came home with some great stories, and I decided it was my turn this year, and we were able to go together, so that was great. Um, so get down there. Um, first day we spent the day at the beach. It was like it was really nice for the 4th of July. Uh, spent time with Hope Chapel. And towards the end of the day, I kind of looked down, and both my feet were really red and swollen. But it wasn't a sunburn. I came in contact with something and had an allergic reaction on both my feet, and they really swelled up, and it was kind of crazy. So I kind of hit it, showed a couple people, but, you know, loosened my shoes up and put them on. And so the next day, they were really sore, and someone told me I had to show Omar. So showed Omar, and he's like, we're going to the doctor. And so we go to a, a doctor down there. It's type, you sign your name in on a list, and you wait your turn. One door, one doctor. And, you know, so got a bunch of prescriptions, you know, took those, and you know, it bothered me most of the week, but, you know, we just kept going and, you know, went to the border a couple days later, and we get there, and there's so many, so many people, and we set up a first aid station because Sandy, the pastor down there, um, decided these people need first aid, and so we start, and it's a combination of Dr. Pimple Popper and an emergency room, <laughs> all set up with a couple chairs and a plastic table. And so, you know, she has no medical background. She decided she started reading books and watching YouTube videos on how to treat wounds and things. And so, you know, she goes there. You know, we had, you know, a kit of supplies, and, you know, we're treating everybody we can, cleaning everything, cleaning feet, cleaning hands, cleaning, you know, places where people are injecting whatever drug they're using at the time. And, I mean, it was, 
we're not gonna show you pictures of that because no one wants to see that. But, you know, it was one of those things where working, you know, for hours and my feet were bothering me, but it was nothing like what I was, what I was seeing. And, you know, God just kind of steps in and gives you the strength to get through it without thinking. You know, you're kind of just on autopilot working, 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 and we were done. And there were still, you know, three or four people we hadn't seen, but we were out of supplies and out of time. And so Sandy was like, you know, we'll get to back in two weeks and, you know, we'll see you then because no one else comes there. I mean, this is it. So, you know, our goal is, you know, to get down there as often as possible and provide them supplies because they, you know, can't legally get supplies across the border, you know, good medicine and things. So they get as much as they can, but it was, you know, it was a stretch. And then, you know, we're done and you have time to think about what you did. And it's like, you know, you just sit there for a little bit, you know. So um, before, I, before I'm done, I just want to put a plug in for the school cleanup next week. I mean, you can go to Mexico, you know, please do next year, you know, please think about it, but there's ways to serve here. And, you know, bring your kids, you know, it's not just for adults, you know, kids need to learn how to serve. It's schools, I mean, it's a a junior high, it's the junior high I went to, so, you know, got a little bit of skin in the game there, long time ago, but, you know, and, um, but I'll be there, my family will be there, please come. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a part of grace, you know, reaching out to the community, reaching out to, you know, everyone around. The schools come to us to ask. We don't have to go to the schools, you know, and say, how can we help? They come to us because they expect it because we've done it for so many years. So, so good. good. So, Mark, part of, um, you mentioned the beach day, and um, it's always funny because we're like, this is a missions trip, but the first day we're going to be on the beach um, because Hope Chapel does a beach outreach on that day, and they give opportunities for these Americans uh, to celebrate 4th of July. And so, again, it brings that peace of home to them. Um, but it also can be very intimidating for the team because all of a sudden, it's called friendship evangelism. You are with strangers, and you need to connect. You need to um you know, figure out how to have a conversation and become friends with these strangers in a very short amount of time. So what was that experience like for you, Mark? Well, I'm a people person. Um, You know, it's just kind of, you know, I love talking to people. I can talk about just about anything and, you know, have a conversation. Um, It was, it was great watching our, our teens go off with the, the teens from Mexico and just the connection they had. They were swimming, they were, you know, having all kinds of fun, which left the old folks you know, apparently I'm one of those now, um, talking with, you know, all the adults. And, you know, we were there for like 11 hours. It wasn't just like a few hours at the beach. We were there all day and till late at night because we had some fireworks and a fire and campfire and things like that. So, I mean, it was a long, long day. But there was, there was a lot of families. I don't remember how many there were, but there was a lot of people there. And, you know, just being able to sit down and talk and you hear their stories. You hear their stories of how they got deported, why they're there. You know, you hear about their kids, their families, you know, and it's just, you know, listening to everybody's stories, trying not to judge anybody by looking at them, but just sit down and talk to them and learn about them. It's, it was, it was really good. Yeah, so good. So somebody getting a infection, you know, bacterial thing on their foot, like that's totally not common. We (laughs) don't typically have to take somebody to the doctor, but what would you say to somebody who's a little nervous to go because of something like that? What would you say to how to get past that? Fear? I would say God's just going to provide. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. things happen. You know, unexpected things happen, but God is always there. You know, it, yes, it was there, and yes, it happened, but it didn't distract from the goal. Amen. And, you know, if, if our goal as Christians was, you know, just to become a Christian, if that's what God wants from us, then as soon as we became a Christian, we'd be gone. You know, that's not why we're here. 
we're here to spread the word, you know, go out and, you know, spread the word. So, you know, you just go and things happen and not everything's planned, but God provides. Yeah. So. Amen. So good. Thank you, Mark. All right, Marvin. Buenos dias. Uh, for those of you don't, who don't know me, my name's Marvin, and I get really nervous in front of people, so bear with me. Um, this was my first mission trip, and uh, I, I love chocolate. Yes, that was <laughs> chocolate. Um, this is my first mission trip, and I was really, uh, you know, nervous to go, scared to go, scared to leave my family, um, but God really prepared me. I mean, uh, he sent my wife a year ahead of me. Uh, so that she could help prepare me. And uh, just spending time with God, uh, I really got to learn that, you know, he's doing all this work. He's doing great things down there. He's doing great things up here. He's doing great things everywhere. And he wants to partner with us and, and just for us to be obedient and, you know, and surrender and, and, and go and work with him. And then you get to share in the blessing of, you know, people love what God does in their lives so much. And if you get to share in that, it's amazing. It's really great. Um, so anyway, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Um, we did a ton of things down there. Um, our youth is at the, the camp right now, but if you guys have any youth or if you are a youth, shout out to the youth group because uh, like our youth pastors were down there, they're amazing. Um, they really get people excited and they're really encouraging and uh, they really made an impact on the youth that was down there. Um, the biggest thing that impacted me was, was going to the border and these... Uh, we went there to serve people that live at the border. They're homeless. They've been deported. Um, they, you know, they don't have a place to live. They're hungry. They, don't, they need shoes. Um, and a lot of them are addicted to drugs. And they just feel like invisible, like nobody loves them, nobody cares about them. And, uh, and we know that's not true. We know God loves them very much. So, uh, it's really amazing what Hope Chapel's doing. Like, they've, they've got this system down. They just, you know, they need help. It's, it's hard work to go to the border and, and bring supplies, bring food. Um, you know, uh, Sandy did, you know, did medical stuff, but she's not a doctor, you know, and they're doing the best that they can. So anyway, but the church is great. And, and, and while they're setting up the food tables, they had a few of us give our testimony, um, and, and yeah, we're working with a translator, so, so you know, we're, we're sharing with these people about how Jesus has changed our lives and how he cares very much for them. And then the translator, you know, gives like a, a message for just a few minutes, and it was received. We saw 10 people give their lives to Christ right there. It was amazing. And, um, and just the... the, 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 the the whole time at the trip, it just really changed my perception about so much. Um, I, I think it's like uh, when you see a sequel of a movie and it changes, so you know the the way you thought about the first movie. Like uh, Darth Vader says, you know, Luke, I'm your father, and then you're like, wait, wait, now I got to go back and see this. Like, what's this all about? Um, and so, you know, like we read the Bible and we go to church and stuff, and we have our perception about, you know, God is good. But going down there, I have this verse. Um, that sticks out to me. It's Matthew 9, uh, verse 35 and 36. So this is where Jesus is going around healing people. He's preaching the gospel. And, uh, and it says here, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, 
He had compassion for them because, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So like I got to be in the, like a new chapter of that. You know, I got to see these crowds, these people that are harassed and helpless and, and see, you know, they want Jesus. They, they need him, you know. They didn't just come there because we had food. They came there because we, you know, we're bringing them Jesus and they need it so bad. And, you know, that changed my perception about when I'm reading that in the Bible, about what we do here. Like, that's Hope's outreach. They do that every couple weeks. We have outreaches here. We're going to clean up a school soon. Like, I encourage you guys to take part in the outreaches. Um, yeah, God is so good. I don't know. I lost my, I lost my thought. So good. So Marvin, I know you were stretched in quite a few different ways. I mean, this man, he led worship over and over and over again. Um, in Spanish, even. If, our, if the rest of the team was here, we were going to have them do some worship with you um, in Spanish. But it was pretty awesome. And also, you shared, you know, your testimony a yeah. couple times. And when we debriefed as a team, there was something that you said that you will never be the same. And that yeah. you are changed. Can you share a little bit about, um, there was a specific word that you used that you said you have now. Which was boldness. Bold. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this... Yeah, I mean, fear is such a liar. And we think, you know, like when we read, you know, go and tell the nations, you know, baptize them. And, you know, it's like, oh, they're not going to want to hear it from me, you know, but they want to hear it. They want to hear what we have to say. They want somebody to pray for them. They want to know that they matter. And so it's like as much as we think it's about us, it's not about us. It's about, you know, this light that we have and we shouldn't put it under a lampstand. Thank you, Marvin. All right. Um, my name is Tyler. Um, this is my second year going, and it was awesome to see how much God has moved in one year and to see the power he has in Rosarito. And for me, one of my favorite days was going to the rehab center. Um, it was just a group of guys having fun. We played soccer and volleyball and then just ate lunch with them. And it was just awesome to connect with them and to see the joy and the hope that they had, the hope to, to get clean and to live better lives and to live for Jesus and not just for themselves and to live for their families. A lot of them, as I was talking to them, they were trying to get clean for their family so that they could be there and support them. And that was awesome to come alongside them and be a part of that. And um, as we went there last year, it was awesome to see how much the, the rehab center had improved and changed and how much like had God had moved. And it was just awesome. And one of my favorite things is that you can hear stories about people changing their lives by going to rehab centers, but to talk to these guys, to hear their stories and to hear the reasons why and how they're changing is truly my favorite part, just hearing what they had to share. Am I on? Yeah, there we go. You um, are a shoe guy, right? Yeah. Like part of how Tyler even raised money to go on this trip was by selling shoes. And then you also reached out to your shoe community and they um, gave a lot of shoes to give out at the border. We took, I don't know, three bins of shoes um, that, that this guy uh, got from his fellow shoe people. Um, <laughs> 
And we were able to give, I think, over 200 shoes to everyone at the border, yes. And, and at Vista Marina, and it's a big deal for these guys to have a new pair of shoes. And so, Tyler, what was that like for you? I don't know, if there, there was a picture, maybe you guys, it's already came through, but of you handing out some shoes and looking at these men in the eyes, what was that like for you? I think for me, like, in our community, like, shoes are just shoes. Like, you either, like, it's, like, your thing or it's just, like, something you put on to walk around. But you guys, they valued it. And, like, to, like, like before we gave out the shoes, we, like, handed out tickets. And they were so happy just to, like, get a little piece of paper that meant that they were getting shoes. And then when we gave them shoes, they were so excited um, to be able to have the opportunity to have that when here it's just like a normal thing and then being able to be a part of that like even sorting the shoes um beforehand it was just like this is for these people we're gonna help these people and then just to think like how maybe those shoes will help them in some way or to help them get where they need to go so good thank you tyler so we probably spent about 11 hours total as a team just sorting through articles of clothing and shoes to be able to pass out. And sometimes that can be a daunting task of, is this ever going to end? They keep bringing these things out that people donate. But the fact that we got to hand out every article of clothing that we touched and that that was going to someone that it was gonna bless them immensely. Um, so powerful and I know that there were so many different things um, as a team that were so impactful and the, the thing is is that we don't go, when we bring teams, we don't go with our own agenda. We go and say, how can we bless you? How can we support what you are already doing? And Hope Chapel is doing this just like Marvin said, every week. They are ministering and they are in uh, these communities. And um, something that you will hear Don and Sandy say a lot is that God has called us to see the unseen, to touch the untouchable. And every moment that we got with, um, you know, these men and women at the border and, and at the um, rehab center to be able to look at the, in them in the eyes and say, you matter. God has a plan for you right now. He's not done. Just because things are not good right now doesn't mean that he's done. There is hope for you. And, and we as Grace get to continue to be a part of that. And um, that leads us into a pretty incredible story um, that Stephanie has. So Stephanie, go ahead and share with us what God has Hi. been doing in you. First and foremost, thank you guys for your prayers. We as a team felt them for sure. And I'm really excited to share with you guys about the rehab um, I'm gonna give you a little bit of background. I have been able to go to Rosarito for four years. This was my fourth year that I've got the opportunity to go down and serve. And um, a little history on me. About 15 years ago, I was married to somebody who had substance abuse issues. And it was a really, really challenging walk for, for me personally. So this part of our trip, I struggled with. I was like, I don't know what the Lord has for me to offer at this um, at the rehab center. And these are people who are broken and seeking the Lord, and God loves them. But who am I? I walked through some hurt, and so who am I, and what do I have to offer them? Well, four years ago, 
we were on our way, we were getting ready to go to the rehab center that morning and with the team, I was telling them, I don't know why I'm on this trip. Quite honestly, I don't know what I'm here for. But, and the team prayed over me and then Dawn and Sandy called and said, hey, by the way, when we go to rehab today, we're dropping off this gentleman who um, they had picked up from the border and he had chosen at the border to change his life. And I, I'm, I have a really wise youth pastor that used to tell me, we're all one choice away from a different life. And that day, he was choosing a different life. And so on the way there, we prayed over him, and I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know what you have for me, but just use me. So we showed up that day, and the day we got to rehab, mind you, this is in 2015, I got to meet Junior and his beautiful wife, Veronica. This is us in 2015. Veronica just found out she was pregnant, and her husband had a substance abuse problem. The Lord allowed me to minister to Veronica and walk out that I'd been where she's at and that it's hard. But you know what? God is a God of restoration and God is a God of healing. I don't know if I truly believed that in my heart, but he allowed me to do that. And I was really, really thankful. So I was able to kind of have the opportunity to touch base with her and just love on her and we, um, as a team, were able to bless her at Hope Chapel and do a baby shower for her as she was getting prepared to do this on her own for a little while till Junior had finished the program. So I'm not sure what happened, but there was a time where there was a falling out, and um, that wasn't working out. And in my heart, you know, I'm just going to be honest and transparent with you. In my heart, my relationship didn't work, so I was like, hmm, not surprised, Right? That sounds terrible as a Christian to feel that way. But I'm just being so honest with you. This is how the Lord used this trip for me, to restore my hope and my faith. And um, this year, we were at the beach four years later, and we were um, being able to interact with the people at Rosary, or Hope Chapel in Rosarito. And lo and behold, I turn around, and this is what I see. Juner and Veronica. God has restored their relationship. He has restored the foundation of it. Not that they don't still walk through struggles. All of us do, right? But it has taught me so much in the way that I perceive things and perceive people and perceive life and, how, and what God can do. He's amazing. And then this is Lily. This is who Veronica was pregnant with. She is a doll. But um, it was just such a blessing in order, like, that it took four years. Like, God's timing is amazing. But it took four years for him to even speak that into me, hope and restoration, and that he is not, there are no limits to what he can do. And this family is a walking proof of that. So these stories are just a tiny glimpse of some of what God did uh, while we were in Rosarito. And like Pastor Omar said, is we truly believe in local and global missions. And there is opportunity for you here to serve. There is something so powerful about serving. Um, each one of these members of the team and, and those that are not here today, they went to Hope Chapel to Rosarito to serve. They weren't really expecting anything in return. But oh man, 
does God fill us up when we give of ourselves? See, Jesus was a servant. Jesus served. He led that example, and God is calling each of us to step out in areas. He has given every single one of us something to give away, something that is meant to impact somebody else's life. And our encouragement to you today as we talk about missions is that you will know that you know that you have something, a God-given gift and anointing that he has for you. And when you step into that, the blessing that you will receive will outweigh the time, the sacrifices, the finances. There is nothing that can fill you like being filled with the Holy Spirit and the power when we step out and the Holy Spirit is able to use us to comfort, to share our stories, our troubles that will give someone else hope. Stephanie's been back two other times and didn't see this family again, but this time she got to see. We can't put a number on when we'll see the fruit but God will keep his promises. And there are some of us today that I think have been sowing for a while. And we're like, I haven't seen the fruit yet. I'm about to give up. I've wanted to go to, on a missions trip all my life and I've never been, so I don't know if I ever will. I'm gonna speak into that right now. God has dreams in you. And, and I pray that they will begin to rise up that you will begin to step out into those things. So whether it is here in Federal Way or in Mexico or somewhere else, but that you will begin to say yes. So we will be taking another team. We are gonna partner with Hope Chapel for hopefully years to come. But you have about nine, no, I'm gonna say about six months. Come January, we'll be getting applications out there. But I, I think some of you today felt that call that this next summer is the summer for you. And I just wanna encourage you to start walking in that direction. Money doesn't have to be an issue. If you start saving right now, people will support you. But besides that, we need to be on mission all the time. We are a church that believes in the gospel and there's a lot of people around us that do not know of Christ's love. So as a church, can we commit to being on mission in our homes, in our neighborhoods, workplaces, and schools? Amen. You'll continue to hear of opportunities that um, you can partner with serving our local community, just like school cleanup. Another one is Federal Way Cares for Kids, which let me tell you, that is, we're gonna be doing the exact same thing that we're doing in, in Mexico by serving our families here in Federal Way in Christ, at Christmas time and Thanksgiving time. Uh, so there are so many opportunities for you to get on board and we encourage you, we encourage you to see what happens when you say yes. You know, somebody might ask, why do you have to go all the way over there to experience that? And, and you really don't. But I believe that there is a specific blessing that God puts on people when they are willing to invest and to sow in a harvest field that they will not reap from. Something about that. I mean, we do a lot here, and we'll benefit a lot of that. Our community will change because of your generosity, because of your service to this community. 
but I just, there's something about God's heart towards the people that are so generous with their lives that they will go somewhere else and they will invest in there, knowing that, that they may never see the return of that, at least here on earth, but we will see it in heaven. And I, I just love that. What I also love is that Jesus gives us this picture of a day where, where we would be standing before him. And he says that there will be a day when God's people will come to him and he will, he will usher them into his kingdom. And as he does that, he talks to them about their witness of their lives here on earth. And, and, and he says that, when I was hungry, you fed me. When, when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was in prison, you came and visited me. When I was sick, you came and took care of me. And, and he goes on in this list. And, and what I love about God's people, I love about the people that follow Jesus, they turn to Jesus and they say, they say, when did we ever see that? When did we ever do this? And I think that's amazing that when God's people, they just are so generous with their lives, they don't even even try to do it to earn points in heaven. They're just living life. And as they're living life, they become generous with their life because God is leading their lives. And, and, and they're just doing this stuff naturally. And Jesus says this to them. He says, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. And I just believe that that is our mission. That is what we're, we're here for. We're here to be hands and feet of Christ to be his followers, to shed light into dark places. And we know that there is darkness all around, but God has equipped us and empowered us to go out and be a light to wherever we go. So we're always on mission. And so as we close out, as if we could just stand to our feet as we close. Um, I feel like maybe there was a couple of us here in this room, just like some of them last year uh, gave a testimony that, when they heard last year's report, they felt at that time they were supposed to be part of this year's team. And maybe there's some of you here that feel the same tug. I'm gonna ask you to respond in faith today. So just as we pray, we wanna pray over you and say, God, will you just continue to stir that heart and open the opportunity for them? Give them the right timing for this whole experience. And then maybe others, we're just feeling the sense of maybe there's more and we haven't stepped out fully in what that means and like God wants to show that to you. So can we just pray over that? Misty, will you lead us in that prayer as we close out? Father, we thank you for this amazing world that you have created. God, we thank you for the opportunities that you send. And Lord, I know that there are people in this room who are saying, here I am, send me, Lord. And God, I ask right now for a peace to come upon them. Lord, that maybe they are thinking of all the reasons of why it wouldn't work, but God, that, that they would be open to trust you, to surrender it to you, and to take the steps that they need to take to prepare and be ready, but to know in their heart that they are saying yes. And Lord, for those who maybe don't feel called to go to another country, God, that, that they wouldn't be discouraged today, but that they would know that you have a purpose and a plan right here and right now. Yes. And God, that you have something for them to give. So Lord, would, would you light up a new fire yes. inside every person in this room right now. Yes. 
God, that old men would dream dreams, that young men would dream dreams, that women and girls, God, Lord, would dream dreams and step out and prophesy in new ways. God, that you are doing a new work, that the atmosphere is changing now. And Holy Spirit, you are moving. You are restoring, you are redeeming. So Lord, we submit all of these things to you and we say let your will be done yes on earth as it is in heaven yes, Lord. send us god in jesus name amen. amen amen can we thank these guys for sharing their story with us there's a lot more so hopefully you take time this year to pull them aside or take them out to coffee and let hear more stories about all God that's, all that God did. But God bless you guys. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. God bless.